Are you a first-time homebuyer in the greater Toronto area, feeling overwhelmed and unsure where to start? With rising prices, intense competition, and ever-changing market conditions, the process of buying your first home can be daunting. But don't worry, we got you covered. In this episode, we'll provide you with valuable tips and insights to help you find your dream home with confidence. Only here at Let's Talk House Podcast, your go-to source for all things real estate, mortgage, and beyond in the greater Toronto area in Canada. Welcome home. I'm your host, Leigh Villar Cisneros. Buying your first house is one of the most exciting and life-changing experiences, but it can also be daunting and challenging tasks. With rising prices, intense competition, and ever-changing market conditions, it can be overwhelming to navigate the home buying journey. But fear not as we've got you covered with expert tips and insights to help you find your dream home and make a wise decision of investing in your future. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to brush up on your knowledge, this podcast is a perfect guide to help you make informed decisions and achieve your home ownership goals. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the world of first-time home buying in the greater Toronto area. First things first, it's crucial to get pre-approved for a mortgage before you start looking at homes. This will give you a clear idea of how much you can afford to spend and help you narrow down your search. Getting pre-approved can also give you the advantage of showing sellers that you're a serious buyer in this competitive market. Another advantage of pre-approval is getting a rate guarantee for at least 120 days. In this very volatile market, mortgage rate can go up and down without notice and having a guaranteed rate to start with will give you the confidence that whatever happened to the market, you'll be able to get financing. Of course, when you do this, make sure that your mortgage broker has checked all your proof of income upfront and tell him or her if there are concerns you have because he or she will help you. If you did not disclose all your concerns, especially if you have an unconventional work or you're casual, self-employed, or part-time contract, then chances are when you get the right house, you will be disappointed. For this same reason, you have to take a lot of caution when you're bidding with a firm offer. Make sure that the home has been appraised and the lender accepted that amount and being approved for that before you remove the financing condition. I've seen a lot of homeowners that are putting themselves into unavoidable issues. What's the point of winning the bidding war if you cannot close it? Because you got declined and mind you, lenders can cancel your deal at any time if they see some discrepancies, especially in your income and your documents are not what it says it is. They also verbally check if your employment exists. So if you're thinking of just creating your own job letter and pay stuff, well, you have to think twice. The lenders will find out. You have to be employed for at least two years to prove your income if you're part-time 
and you have to be in the same industry. For example, if you were salaried for the first year in a manufacturing company and then you move to a sales company as a commissioned person, this will become an issue. Another common issue that I see is for those frontline workers that works in two hospitals, both part-times but with less than two years tenure. Or if you keep on job hopping and the lender can establish stability with your job, this is a red flag. Lenders are looking for stability in your income. If you just started with a new career, even if you are earning a really high income, it's hard to know if you will be able to actually earn the full year's income that you're tracking to make. If your guaranteed income is only 25 hours and you're earning $40 per hour, that's only $52,000. Even if you are working 60 hours per week, unless you can prove in the last two years of your T4, that you are making that much, it is not going to fly. Number two, work with a knowledgeable realtor. It is very essential. Meet Mark, a first-time home buyer who found the perfect home thanks to his realtor's guidance. A realtor with local market knowledge can help you find the best neighborhoods and properties that fit your budget and lifestyle. They can also help you navigate the competitive market identify suitable properties, and negotiate offers on your behalf, especially during this very strong seller's market. It's normal to see 20 to 40 competing offers, and remember, only one will get the house. Number three, location is crucial when buying a home. Consider your daily commute, proximity to schools if you have school-aged children parks, amenities, and the neighborhood's overall safety and livability. Let's say that your work requires you to work on a shift work. You want to make sure that you will live in a safe environment. It's important to ensure that the location will still be desirable to you in the coming years. Also, consider your future needs when buying a home. Are you planning on starting a family? Do you need a home office or a dedicated space for a hobby? Also, consider the resale value of the home you're purchasing. It can be best home in the worst neighborhood. And what do I mean by that? There was this house that we saw and it was so beautiful. If only we can move it away from the train station, an adult entertainment bar, and a power line across the home. If you're a light sleeper, you might not survive living in this house for a long, long time. And selling this can also be a nightmare. I know that nowadays we can work at home, but it's not always the case. Say you're a nurse and you have to go on different shifts, you can't work at home. While it's tempting to stretch your budget to buy your dream home, it's important not to overextend yourself financially. Be realistic about what you can afford and focus on finding a home that meets your needs and budget. Also, keep in mind the total cost of ownership and all of the expenses that come with owning a home, including property tax, insurance, and maintenance costs if you're buying a condo. There's also utility costs, insurance costs, and you still have to budget for your food and some entertainment. You don't want to be a house poor. In a competitive market, you may need to be flexible with your expectations and compromise on certain features to find a home 
that meets your needs and budget. Consider different neighborhoods or types of properties that you may not have considered before. And be prepared for the process to take several months. If your budget is low, you should also be realistic and lower your expectation. You can't buy a mansion in a pauper's income. You just can't unless you want that dream home to stay as a dream. So look at what's essential or must-have. Things like bedroom and washrooms are essential, as well as parking space. If you have two cars, you can't pile them on top of each other. You need to have two spaces. If you're buying a condo, parking is sometimes a luxury, and you only get one parking. In this case, you should do some research. Go and ask the property management if they can rent you a second parking space, or if there's even available one. Make sure you check the tandem parking too, especially if you have a truck and the designated parking is only good for two tiny cars. When making an offer on a home, you want to make it as strong as possible. Consider including larger deposit, flexible closing dates, and a personalized letter to the seller outlining why you love the property and why you'd be a great buyer. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But don't feel pressured to make an offer on a property if you're not ready. And make sure you're comfortable with all aspects of the purchase before signing on the dotted line. If you have to make a firm offer, how can you do this with the least risk? Well, if you want to remove home inspection, you can pre-inspect the property before putting an offer. Nowadays, most agents will put an offer date so plan to inspect prior to this. I know it's an added cost if you didn't win the house, but if you did and the house is a bust, then you'll stand to lose thousands instead of a few hundred bucks. Also, this is very important if you are bidding for a condo make sure that your lawyer has reviewed the condo status otherwise you can be up for a hefty special assessment that will go for a few years that will definitely bust your budget in addition to these tips it's crucial to understand the cost including closing costs property taxes and ongoing maintenance expenses Make sure you have a clear understanding of these costs before making an offer on a home. There's an added municipal land transfer tax in Toronto. So if you're eyeing on this location, prepare to pay double land transfer tax. Also note that this goes with the price of the home. If you're putting a down payment less than 20%, prepare to pay a GST on the default insurance. Overall, plan for at least 1.5% of the purchase price, but I would suggest 2 to 2.5% on a resale home and about 7 to 8% on a brand new or pre-construction home. If you don't use all of it, then you have some backup money to use for furnitures or for saving for the rainy day. Finally, meet Jessica, a first-time home buyer who didn't realize the importance of a home inspection until it was too late. A home inspection can identify any potential issues with the property before you make an offer, which can save you money and headaches down the line. Hire a qualified home inspector to thoroughly examine the home and provide you with a detailed report on its condition. Have you heard about this London, Ontario couple who bought a $2 million mansion and they're forced to demolish their detached garage? 
Also, there's a threat that their home can become unlivable. The home which they bought for $2 million is now being assessed at around $750,000. Wow, that's insane. If they did the necessary inspection needed, then this could have been prevented. Not sure if they mortgaged this house as well. This house is just six years old and they bought it in 2020 for $2 million. Ouch. Buying your first home in the greater Toronto area can be overwhelming, but with these tips and working with a knowledgeable realtor, you can find the perfect home and make a wise decision in your future. Remember, be patient, flexible, and don't rush the decision. Good luck on your home buying journey. Thank you for listening. Until next time. You have been listening to the Let's Talk House podcast, your go-to source for all things real estate, mortgage, and beyond in the greater Toronto area in Canada. Be sure to press the follow button so you won't miss an episode. Also, follow me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at atleyvillarre. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.